0: I'm TNT, I'm dynamite, TNT, and I win that fight. TNT. I'm a power load. TNT. Watch me explode.
1: Welcome in to TNT with Tanner and Tansky. I'm Tanner Mounts alongside me, Sean Tansky. It's a Friday. It's a rough Friday here today. We are yeah, we are exhausted. Yeah,
0: it's uh don't get me wrong, I'm happy it's Friday, but I am absolutely exhausted. Uh of course played a basketball game for the United Tours last night. We'll get into that in a little bit here. Uh had to wake up this morning for uh, beat the clock which was fun and everything And i had a great time as always yeah, you got the host it this mean, morning. i did. Uh, you did a great job thank you thank you i appreciate it uh the only issue with that was one really early in the morning just after we played basketball two rainy as heck this morning oh, definitely awkward. definitely did not uh that's like that's the type of weather where you don't want to get out of bed and i was just looking like uh
1: yeah but we made it and
0: then uh
1: you know I sent a text to you. uh, I I made it to class today. (laughs) Yeah, I sent. I I sent a message. um, Hey, my mom listens to this. Don't get. Don't. Don't throw me under the bus. That's right. That's
0: right, Mrs. Mounds. We get three skips. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm still good. That's only my second. Um,
1: So, uh, I sent. I sent a message to you guys. saying cuz i woke up probably like 5:45 yeah and like i could hear the wind howling yeah, on my it was, window it was bad and i was, <laughs> was like really bad you've got to be kidding me my car like i didn't move my car so i still had like a 10 15 minute yeah. walk to my car and i look out my window and i <laughs> i i kid you not it was raining sideways like the rain was literally cuz it was so windy coming down sideways um and i i instantly said text i was like boys I might not might be not. <laughs> making it. <laughs> I am not making that walk if I don't have I, to. I,
0: and um, that was completely understandable. I read that. I'm like, nah, was, no worries <laughs> on my yeah. part. I, I would also understand if I had to walk that far to get my car. Don't you just love living on campus and not having a parking space uh, uh, close enough to where you
1: live? It was my fault for. I could have moved it after the game last night, but I didn't. I wasn't feeling it. But, I don't blame you at all. Um but, no, we will jump right into uh, today's heat check, uh, and we'll let Sean get going on that one.
0: Yeah, so this one's a two-parter. Over the past two days, my Philadelphia Phillies have handed out contract extensions to two uh, key cogs in their bullpen. Yesterday, they signed Sir Anthony Dominguez to a two-year contract extension. Uh, uh, it includes a club option for the 2025 season. Um and with that extension, uh, Philadelphia has agreed to terms with all arbitration-eligible players for 2023. A uh, quick little note about Dominguez. He posted a 3.0 ERA with nine saves and 61 strikeouts in a career-high 54 appearances last season. And during their postseason run, he had one save with a 2-0 record, a 1.69 ERA, and 0.75 win uh, whip and 18 strikeouts to one walk and nine postseason appearances so yeah he's probably going to be their closer but with the way uh it was how
1: many rings did he finish with
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever um uh, same amount with the Yankees last year hey, hey, um this is true <laughs> but the way the Phillies have been talking about it this off season, they're not going to have a set closer like a traditional closer it's really going to be on feel because uh, they have a ton of different options uh, and then just today, I woke up to some pretty good news. Oh, actually, I finished the radio uh, with some good news. Uh, the Phillies uh, also gave a contract extension to left-handed flamethrower Jose Alvarado. Uh, really cool story with him. Uh it was one of the worst relievers uh, early in the year. He got uh, demoted to A after posting a 7.62 ERA and had no command whatsoever. Uh, but then he came back and he rebounded and he finished last year with a 3.18, uh, 118 ERA with a career-high 81 strikeouts in 51 seasons. And then across his two seasons with the Phillies, he has occurred an 11-3 record with seven saves and 149 strikeouts. Uh... Yeah, he, uh, struck out 43% of the batters he faced from June 1st to the end of the season. Uh, he was absolutely insane. Pretty much just kept throwing a cutter and (laughs) no one was really able to stop it for a while there. Um, so now that's, that's my heat check. Two really uh, important part, uh, pieces to the Phillies, uh, back under contract for a while. Um, still waiting on the Aaron Knoll extension and then that's the last thing the Phillies uh would have had uh to take care of so yeah no that's my heat check uh I keep seeing uh videos and pictures of pitchers and catchers in spring training and I'm getting excited for baseball
1: all that to still finish third in the in the division <laughs> yeah right <laughs> we'll get into it later but now we're not finishing no third. way that they beat the Brazier Mets I'll see no, no way, dude. Well, they, we'll had a, they had a miracle. It's like UNC. UNC in basketball had a miracle postseason run. Returned basically everyone. Great for them. They barely made it to begin with. Mm-hmm. They barely made it to begin with. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about this. I'm sure we'll do a baseball pod uh, in the near future, but I don't know. <laughs> Third in the division. Yeah, Third okay. in the division. Mm-hmm. Okay, buddy. Um, We'll move on to my heat check, and that is – uh, the one and only U92ers in our game last night. Um, see, I'm surprised how this is going to be a
0: heat check because I'm very interested to see how you spin this into being. <laughs> something positive. So
1: yeah, so we did lose. Um, <laughs> we did go own three. Did uh, play our best game though. That's what it's going to last okay. night. Last night we we went into it. Um, they had somebody show up that the other team that is that has never played before, <laughs> and he was. We'll, we'll get we'll get into him, but. Um, Very good. <laughs> just leave of, it at that. Based off of what we were prepared for, um throwing a little <laughs> scouting report, throwing a little, um you know, scheme out there on you know how to stop their one guard, how to do all of that. We went out and we executed all of that perfectly until this this big dude came in because um, for whatever reason he did not. I was just absolutely wrecked. Something in the studio here with my foot. <laughs> That was scary. That would have been... The look of panic <laughs> in your eyes. That would have been coming out of my pocket. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Uh, we're good, though. We're good. It's still standing. <laughs> um, but until that guy came off the bench, for whatever reason, he didn't start. I think he just wanted to get someone else to start. We were up like 14-4, 12-4. Um, even took a five-point lead in the halftime. Uh, to me, that felt like the most... Like the closest thing, like an actual game. Like yeah. the way that you know we made adjustments the competitiveness of it um the like the excitement behind each bucket like like we were locked in we gave absolutely full full effort into that game um and it, i mean it felt really good but uh this other dude that we were talking about now um i had the privilege of guarding him for about 95% of the game and um really nice dude got to know him we we talked his name was Taylor um he's a law grad student here or a grad student in the law school, um, and he is, I can't remember if he said 25 or 26, but he's he looked, a man. He
0: looked either one of it. he looked.
1: He's he, a man. He actually looked older. Uh, he played D2 basketball uh, in undergrad, where the center that started over him is now in the G League. He didn't give me a name, so I have no idea. Yeah. But. That that's crazy, and he was by far the best post player that I've ever guarded or like seen in a non like D one type like competition. How quick yeah. he was, how physically was, how high he could jump, I even knocked down a couple threes. Um, there were so many times where I just there was nothing that I could have done whatsoever. Uh, but I, I took a couple charges on him. Uh, I honestly feel really good. I actually tweeted it out. Um, it's been a long, long process for me um, tearing my ACL right before the start of junior basketball season, Uh, working all the way back, tearing it again in warmups of the first football game, my senior year. So missing everything from my junior year basketball season to my entire senior year. And then I kind of accepted the fact for a little bit there that like sports just weren't going to happen, you know, get back to a normal life. And that was like, that was good enough for me. I don't need to do any of that. And then this opportunity arose. And I'll tell you what, I waited until... A half hour before the the deadline, it was like eleven thirty at yeah. night. I was thinking it over for the, as long as I could, and I said, "You know what? Screw it. I'm going to join it. Maybe give limited minutes." I ended up deciding the entire deciding to time. do a lot more than that. Spent two weeks absolutely in the gym. Fourteen days before the first game, I probably spent thirteen of them for at least two hours or so in the gym. I just like I I wanted to get back. I missed it. I was able to each game. I felt better and better in this last one. Going through majority of the game, not even having to think about my knee, not even having to think about my injury, just going out, being able to play. Uh, I've worked on my shots past year or two to hit a couple threes. Never did that in high school. That felt good. Being able to take charges again, that was my yeah. favorite thing. <laughs> that was my absolute favorite thing in high school. I kind of told everyone on the team. and I was able, I'm was glad I was able to back it up because I went in talking talking the talk about if they call charges, I'm going to get a bunch of them. Uh, and I did. But I mean, it sounds, I was kind of telling you this, it sounds cocky, uh, you know, kind of talking about myself like that, but I don't think it's, I do it not to prove to others that I was good or that I can do it, more so remind myself, uh, because there are times where it doesn't feel like it, when you have to wake up and it takes an hour or two just to loosen your knee up or things like that. It it just felt really good. Uh, The team was nothing but supportive of me the past three games and I need a break. You're going to get a break. Uh, it, it was just – it was so good to be back on a competitive team like that. Unfortunately, we weren't able to win, but that third game, we definitely – that was our best game. The fact that we were up five at halftime, that was a close game till four or five minutes to go. Yeah. Against a team that we probably shouldn't have been that close with at all. So, uh, proud of the U-92ers. Unfortunately, the season comes to an end there, but uh, – you're going to have to come back for a sixth year, man. Okay. We need the sixth year. This. We need the sixth year Sean Tansky uh, to join us next year. No. Sixth year operation manager. No, thank you. Sean Tansky. No. You heard it here first. No. We're going to manifest it. No. Speak it into exist- no. e- existence. I existence. Existence. That's, that's the word wow. you're looking for. <laughs> you can tell I'm running on a couple hours of sleep. Existence. Wow, <laughs> that was—you know what—that was—that was my mm. mind thinking of exhaustion. Yeah, and then while go, saying "exhaustion." Yeah. They both Exition. have "ex." Both "exhaustion." EX. Um, but it is time for everyone's favorite segment, and that's right—it is Friday, which means it's our Funky Friday question. And Sean, I think you got a good one for us today. You kind of been uh, <laughs> talking about it. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what you got. Um, I'm looking forward. This is the first time that I didn't come up with the yeah. question. So uh, I get to think about it a little bit, so it'll be interesting, and you at home can also answer as well what you guys think while you're listening. And Sean, what is today's Funky Friday question?
0: Uh, so my Funky Friday question was, much to the chagrin of me and every other Philadelphia fan, if you haven't heard, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl What not? They had their parade on Wednesday, I believe. It looked like a really fun time. Oh yeah. Especially oh, yeah. for uh one, Patrick Mahomes, who looked like uh looked a little bit like Tom Brady <laughs> did a couple years ago after winning that Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's bad Tampa. though. It was pretty bad, but I don't think it was Quite as bad, bad. So or maybe on, they just did a good job of hiding him a little bit better. Yeah, that's true. Because Tom Brady had to walk yeah, to the did, boats, and they had the, and that was bad. <laughs> they, this, yeah. they, have, oh, they
0: almost had to carry it. like one, you already trash, and you're walking. You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> two, you have to go on boats and water where you don't really get good stabilization yeah, yeah. anyway. So my question is, what do you think the over under on how many beers Patrick Mahomes has can Consumed on Wednesday during the parade well, because I he that, what, tweeted out that it's going to be a long day, <laughs> and then as we saw, almost fell off, day. almost fell off the party bus. Uh, he was walking. He let fans touch the Lombardi no, trophy. That no, wasn't,
1: that wasn't true. That was a fan's Lombardi trophy. Oh, okay. gotcha. Um, there's another video of I, like, I, I, the I, fan. I, I, I know. Gotcha. I've, that went viral. Yeah. But then I saw a video on Twitter of a different angle of a fan handing it gotcha. to him. Okay. Because I was wondering, he no handed it to the fan and then do. walked away. Yeah, and I, I was like, there's mm, no yeah. shot yeah. that he just <laughs> handed him the trophy and walked away. Uh, but there um, is another angle on Twitter okay, where the fan okay. handed him one.
0: So, yeah, my question to you. Over under, and then how many do you think? Like, are you looking you for over? the line,
1: or are you looking for? Yeah, how many what, would, what do you
0: think the line would be, and then what would you think
1: the answer was? I don't know. I mean, my line's going to be my guess. I
0: think twelve and a half is a good starting point because now I'm thinking of Patrick
1: Mahomes. I'd go over that. Really? I'd go over that.
0: Interesting. I don't know. I, mean, I think. Something tells me he's big in nutrition and whatnot and everything. And I guess you are celebrating, but I don't know. Yeah,
1: hey, you have a whole couple months to recover. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'd put the Maybe line. Maybe a whole like, case. I was going to say, I'd put the line <laughs> at like 17 and a half.
0: Okay, I'll take that line.
1: I think like 17 yeah, and a half. Yeah. Because there was so many, See, there, the, there, so there was, was so many that he didn't even finish it off with the also, way he was drinking them. It's also
0: important to realize that this is for Patrick Mahomes and not Travis Kelsey. Well, that would be, I think that would be, that'd be a for, lot more. Yeah, it would be very, very. <laughs> that would be a very. Some tells
1: me that those Kelsey Bros can throw down. Oh, easily, they can easily. throw down
0: <laughs> without a doubt. Uh, Seventeen, yeah, I'd take that, and I'd take the over too. And then you take the over. So,
1: what would your final guess be?
0: close to a case i'd go like 19
1: yeah probably probably that, around yeah. there
0: it's known because that's like you see them in the per- like you don't know what they're doing afterwards what yeah. else they're doing and everything so that would be my guess and hey well deserved props for them to him, props dude. to them props to it's a celebration that's what you're supposed to do
1: yeah um and it makes for an exciting time for all. The oh fans. it's it's hilarious for sure it's hilarious to watch <laughs> um so that'll do it for to this week's uh, funky Friday question. That was a good one, Sean. That Thank was a good you. one. That was Thank one of you. our better Thank ones. You. Well, I mean, we only had three. three so. no, I'd say that was probably number one. I'd put that number one. I'd oh, put thanks, that man. Number appreciate one. it. Um, but we're going to jump over to the biggest thing happening, starting tonight, and we'll go through the entire weekend, and that's the NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, tonight will be highlighted by the Celebrity All-Star Game and the Rising Stars Challenge, which they've made – but they always kind of – this celebrity game, you never know what you're going to get. Um, this year you have um, – sometimes it's been celebrities coaching him. Sometimes we've seen like the Draymond Green year when he yeah uh, coached it. I think Drake coached one one year. Was that against Draymond Green? I don't
0: remember. I know Stephen A. coached one.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I
0: think he got teed up <laughs> if I remember correctly. I'm, I'm sure he <clears> did.
1: Uh, I'm trying to find the rosters right here. Yeah, so here are the rosters team smith um he is the honorary team captain for one of them and he's also the governor of the utah jazz uh i've actually seen this guy or heard about him he does a lot of great things for the jazz he's one you, of those... Were you talking
0: about the celebrity all-star game after how many how many teams are there two uh, team smith i'm seeing team Dwayne and team ryan or is his
1: name Ryan it's Smith? His name is Ryan Smith. Okay. Well, that, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's embarrassing. <laughs> Ryan Smith, BYU. <laughs> um, uh, go look up Keane Peel so, uh, football names and you'll yeah, get that, that one. That, that's, that's pretty one, good That's one. hilarious. Um, but other, some, some other big names. You have Kane Brown, big country um, country singer there. Calvin Johnson from the nfl yeah. i'm excited to watch Megatron, him that's cool um if he doesn't what's the over under on dunks you think uh, coming there
0: i uh he definitely still has his athleticism yeah he, he'll, he'll definitely throw it down if he gets the chance yeah uh,
1: albert Pujols is hilarious that one's gonna be that one's gonna be fun to watch
0: that one's really funny
1: um the thing that i have here has a tweet attached to it of here's albert Pujols trying to run to get you intrigued to watch him uh, (laughs) in like a baseball game. Not very mobile. That'll be fun. Uh, The Miz from WWE, one of the biggest um, characters, one of the biggest personalities, not only uh, in that, in the business, but outside of it as well. He's kind of made a name for himself. I'm excited to watch that one. Um, He played in the MLB celebrity game. Apparently he did pretty well. I don't remember or watched it, but he's, I don't know how people know this, but apparently on social media, the miz is supposed to be kind of good. So, how
0: they would know, I don't know.
1: I don't know. We'll see. Maybe <laughs> he's talking a big game. Uh, we'll see if he can back that up. Um, trying to read some of the others on team Ryan Smith, but none that really stand out. Then you have um Team Wade. Uh obviously it's Dwayne Wade. Uh Huge fan, obviously, as a Heat yeah, fan, would, favorite would, athlete of all time. I would
0: hope so as a Miami Heat fan. He
1: posted a little uh, mm. teaser on Twitter of him drenched in sweat saying that he's been working for the night. So people are thinking that he's going to play. Um, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. It'd be the first time he's touched the court since, since his retirement in his triple-double. Stop. I kicked it again. But that time it wasn't as bad. I knew it was there that time. Um, and you still kicked it. <laughs> I, I gave it a nice little love tap. All right. it wasn't it wasn't like the first time where it almost fell over yeah, there. That, that is true. That was pretty bad. But other names on Team Wade, not quite as intriguing. You have DK Metcalf, and <laughs> that's, that's cool. going to be. I, if he doesn't win MVP, <laughs> yeah,
0: he, he really has no business not winning MVP. Yeah,
1: he's posted on Twitter um, a long time ago. When was this? Actually, just kidding. This was posted by the Athletic, February eighth. He his dunks. He's like posted videos of him dunking, are crazy. They're almost yeah. like dunk dunk contest level dunks. Doesn't surprise
0: me. He's a freak athlete.
1: Yeah, he's he better win MVP. I think he's got to be the favorite. You got twenty one Savage on a uh, team Wade there. That'll be interesting to watch. And I, I I'm curious. You got um, Arike Agun. Agumbo, I never know how to I say bow it. Bow, no, bow. I know how to say it. You got, I got to think of the highlight reel from when she beat UConn. goomba Ag- Agumboale is what it is. Um, she was the girl for Notre Dame. Yeah, hit those two games. winners. She hit the buzzer beater yeah. to end UConn's crazy win streak yeah. in the Final Four and knock mm-hmm. them out and then hits another game winner in the national title game to win it. So That's crazy. That was cool. She's uh, – She Like it says here, she's averaging 20 points per game in her career in Dallas in the WNBA, so it'll be cool to see her do her thing. Go out there and do her thing. She's not the only WNBA player. She is the only one that I recognize. Let me look. I'm pretty sure I saw that there was two of them. I could be wrong. Maybe not. Maybe she is the only one. It's looking like yeah no, she is, no no. Diamond to Shields is a teammate of Agumba on Dallas Wings, uh, and she's an All Star, one of the better players in the league. So it'll be s- cool to watch teammates go up yeah, against each other. that will be really so, cool. Uh, I didn't know that, but hey, another reason to watch it. So All Star Game always kind of gives you a little bit of a lighter mood kind of something to laugh at and then you go to the rising stars game which is interesting for a whole different reason and uh that's you watch these young guys compete it's the future of the league you go back and you watch previous rising stars challenges you see players that are now absolutely shining absolutely taking over the league and This year, they're doing something different. In the NBA, we kind of talked about this. It's the 2023 Jordan Rising Stars. It's sponsored by the Jordan brand. So, it's not like they're just naming it after Jordan. It is sponsored by his brand. He is paying for that. But, it is. There are four teams captained by former All-Stars. And Paul Gasol, Darren Williams, Joakim Noah, and Jason Terry. So, that'll be... Interesting to watch those. And the way it's working, it's teams made up of seven players, three of which are uh, rookie and sophomores from the NBA. One team, Jason, is all G League players, including the projected number two overall pick, Scoot Henderson. So what are you looking for uh, out of this game, Sean? Because this is very intriguing to me.
0: Yeah, this is one we talked about on Beat the Clock earlier this morning. And my big takeaway there was – it's cool to watch Scoot Henderson play. This will be his first time uh, matching up with NBA players, and we get to see, you know, how he stacks against some of these other young guys uh, that he'll, you know, most likely play against or, in some cases, play with uh, for the majority of his career. So it's really cool that, you know, on a really big stage, uh, All Star Week and one of the biggest stages you could have for your debut, it's really cool. So I'm be looking to see how he looks. Uh, <clears throat> in the game, of course, this is an exhibition match, but still, uh, again, he gets to showcase his talent uh, with other talented young players in the league.
1: Yeah, um, they did draft the other players, not the G League players, but the other ones. I'm not, ex- I, I don't have the list of orders. I do know Bo- Paulo Banquero went first to Team Gasol. Yeah, Team Gasol. He took him first overall. I mean, I'm I'm excited to watch him play. I'm excited to watch um, Jaden Ivey I think from the Pistons there. I think he'll be Damn. a good one on Team Paul. Even Keegan Murray, who's having a quiet, quiet good season on the Kings. I was really, I was really excited for Team Darren until I saw a little bit of the injuries. Um, I love Jalen Green. I love Trey Murphy. Uh, obviously, AJ Griffin's from Duke. So I'll be rooting for him. If I'm
0: looking at like <clears throat> these teams think team Gasol wins I think they have uh even with Palo being the rookie of the year favorite I think they have a really intriguing team and they have Scotty Barnes who just won the rookie of the year last year and Jose Alvarado's done really well for the Pelicans then Jaden (coughs) Ivey up in Detroit Uh, and Keegan Murray like you mentioned yeah and uh uh, Benedict Matherin who's that that's a rookie for the Pacers right who uh uh, I believe he was getting like six man of the year uh, hype a little bit early in the year, but it's playing really strong for the
1: Pacers. No, absolutely. He's had a phenomenal season. I like uh, team Joakim Noah, though. I think Evan Mobley is going to take over. It's his second year doing this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, he also did the skills challenge last year as well. So he's kind of familiar with the whole all star weekend, how that works. I think Josh Giddy is one of the most underrated players. Not only in like a young underrated player, but in the league too. Some of the things that he does, I don't think it's enough credit. I think he looks kind of like have a great game in this one. I also love Jabari Smith, Jalen Duran, uh, even though he's actually hurt. So never mind that one. But I, I like Team Keem. I think Josh Giddy has a great game. Jalen Williams, another center there. If that's they have two Jalen Williams, one is a center, one is not. I'm assuming, I'm pretty sure the center is the better one, and I don't see the other one. So I'm going to assume the center, Jalen Williams from Arkansas, is in that one. But I'm excited to watch this tournament play out. So it'll be two teams going, Team A and Team B playing, Team B or Team C and Team D playing. Then the winners of them will face off to win it all, which is not something that they've ever done in the past. They've done things like just rookies versus sophomores, they've done things. All together, east versus west they've done world versus usa yeah and now they're doing um this this tournament style which i think will yeah. be really interesting including g league players which yeah. i think is an amazing amazing thing yeah it is because they are yeah.
0: part of the they're young most of them are young players too
1: yeah and you mentioned scoot henderson obviously everyone's going to have his eyes on him but mac mcclung will also be in the dunk contest that's another one he's always been a fascinating um guy that's had
0: yeah, he just signed a two-year deal with the Sixers. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's
1: been in the spotlight. Is it a two-year or is it just a two-way? Is it a one-year two-way? Two two-way, that's what I meant, yeah. two-way. I think it's – yeah, I was going to say, I yeah. think it's just a one-year two-way. Like, two like way.
0: you said, they, they've had all these different iterations of this game, uh, the Rising Stars Challenge. And I and what we – I think we both agreed on uh, what we applaud the NBA for is uh, with other All-Star weekends and whatnot, uh, they – tend to get really stale to watch like you know what you're expecting year in year out that's why the pro bowl has been so boring to watch and that's why at least in my eyes it was a breath of fresh air to see what they did this year the nba they try their hardest not to make things uh go stale they try to do uh keep everything fresh and uh it's another great uh, example of it with this tournament style i really think this is a cool format and uh yeah, I'm I'm very intrigued to see how it works because uh the USA versus World, that was one of my favorite things uh to watch because uh a couple years ago we had that battle between Luca and Trey. That was they were cool. just nailing threes after threes and even half court shots. Uh so yeah, no, it's just gonna be fun and I think uh tournaments are really uh interesting way to go with it.
1: Moving on to the Saturday festivities, and that is a little bit of everything, you get your contest in that one, starting at the Skills Challenge. They're keeping the same format that they implemented last year, and that is they're going to bring back uh, it's teams of three, the way that you run through the Skills Challenge. There's multiple things that you have to do. There's a relay, things like that, and it consists of three rounds. Whoever has the most points after the three rounds wins. If there's a tie, like there was last year, the tiebreaker is which group of three can make a half-court shot first, that was really f- exciting to watch. I'm hoping for a tie again, just to be able to see that they yeah. brought back, they brought back team uh, Antetokounmpo, Giannis, um, Thanassis and Alex. They, I don't actually, I don't think they won it last year, but they're bringing them back. That's that group of three. Then they have a team group of three, and this year it'll be Team Jazz with Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, and Walker and that's Kessler. That's because
0: it's in Salt Lake City.
1: Yeah, and last yeah. year was in Cleveland. Yep. you right, and that was Team yep. Cleveland. Yeah, and uh, then they also have a Team Rookies, just like they did last year, and it's Paulo Bancaro, Jabari Smith, and Jaden Ivy, which is a fascinating group there. Yeah. I- I'm excited. This was this was a pleasure to watch last year. I mean, you c- things can't always be different. I see people are like, eh, "Well, we saw it last year." I mean that's why the NBA always tries to change things, but
0: at least give it time to breathe. Yeah. Like at least See, try to give it a year or two. Yeah.
1: And, and plus, it's a good it's a good group of names. Yeah. It, I thought it was really funny last year how hard the Ante Kumpos came out and played. Like I
0: mean that did not surprise me at all. They went.
1: <laughs> I know it just it was so funny. Other teams were kind of like jogging through it doing things, yeah, and they come sprint, out yeah. in a sprint. Yep. Every day it was. We are going to win this uh, any way that we can. <laughs> But after that we will then jump to what is slowly transitioning to be maybe the favorite of uh, the All-Star Weekend after the past couple of years and that is the three-point contest. There's been talks do they move the three-point contest to after the Slam Dunk contest? Uh some some interesting names, not your not your big names like you you, you know you sometimes have with Curry, Bean, Herrick, Klay Thompson being out. Uh, but they do Trae have Young's a big one in. with
0: Damian Lillard. Like that's a really big one. Yeah,
1: I think he's definitely got to be the favorite. And you think this He's got to be in the mindset of, like, this is my year. Like, Curry's not in it. Clay's not in it. Like, so, like he knows he's one of the best three-point shooters of all time. Yeah. But now solidify it by hey, yeah, going out win, and winning yeah, a win three-point, three-point yeah. contest. Which, I mean, that gets talked about. People do kind of bring those up when it comes to best three-point shooters. How many con- – like, because the scoring's the same. I mean, now they have that four-point ball or three-point yeah. ball or whatever, but – uh the names I'll just list them off to you. Jason Tatum, Kevin Herter, Tyler Hero, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heel, Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, and Lori Markinen. It'll be interesting. I, yeah. I mean, I'm obviously going for my boy Tyler Hero, plays in uh, South Beach. But Oh uh, really, I didn't know that. <laughs> there's a whole song about it, and if you didn't know, you can go listen to it by Jack Harrow, Tyler Hero. Uh I but I honestly I think my sleeper pick right now and me and Brian kind of agreed on this. Brian from Hoopin Podcast, he was on last week, and that's Buddy Hield from the Pacers. Yeah,
0: that's a that's a really good pick, because um, he is one of the best three point shooters in the game today. Uh, now he's got, <laughs> the pretty much wide open looks. So yeah, uh, I also I also like Kevin. Herter. I mean, we've seen when he's yeah yeah he's Kevin had a Herter's phenomenal another year, year a from
1: three league. this year. Yeah. Phenomenal year. Big reason why the Kings uh, are doing pretty well this year. Yeah. No, it's uh, the Pacers get. Two names in just like the Trailblazers, you get two in, yeah. Tyrus Um, Uh, Halliburton, yeah. yeah. No, no,
0: it'll be exciting. I love the three point contest. That to me, that's uh, uh, up there with like one of my favorite things to watch when it comes to all star games in general. Uh, So it's always just fun because that's like it's so satisfying to watch too when they just. They're just in a rhythm, and it's just uh, like muscle memory at this point, and they could knock them down consistently. It's really fun. And, uh, yeah, no, it's <laughs> nothing more else to say. It's just fun to watch. And if you like basketball, I feel like this is right up your alley.
1: Um, so because I was just curious. I knew Julius Randle's in it, but this wasn't on this list. He's actually replacing uh, injured yeah, Anthony, Anthony Simons. Simons. Yeah. So the Blazers will not have two. They had two nominated. They have two technically make it but he will not be able to shoot. So Brian's uh, Julius Randall, which he <laughs> he's gonna be. He said he's going to be rooting for him, but he hates because he knows he's just going to go out and embarrass yeah. the Knicks.
0: <laughs> not not a, not the stereotypical three-point shooter. No. Nope. I think it would have thought nope, it would make but
1: it. Low expectations lead to some good things sometimes. <laughs> uh, and then that will move us to the highlight of the night, or hopefully what will be the highlight of the night, and that is the slam dunk contest. I like that they don't always have the biggest names in there people are excited about Mac McClung. He was oh, he's had dunk highlights since high school. Yeah. He's been a walking highlight reel. Uh, you got Trey Trey Murphy down there in New Orleans coming out of it. That's uh Brian's sleeper pick there. I like that one too. KJ Martin out of Houston and Jericho Sims out of the Knicks.
0: Yeah, I know it's just cool uh as a 76ers fan. This is the first time have had a dunk participant since 2006 with Andre Iguodala. It's been that long. That's cool to see. Um, yes. <laughs> it, 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 hardly like, this is, a 76er. This too. Is, That's a this crazy. Is like, hmm?
1: He's hardly a 76er.
0: Oh, stop. He started his career there. I know you're not going to remember it. Like, he's going, like. He's I going remember more on the Lakers. I think no, everyone you does. No, Everyone does. Oh, my He spent Lord. two years there. Oh, my Lord.
1: No, I, I I think that's blasphemous. The, people, are, you can ask anybody, what team do you remember McClung playing for? Nobody except Sixers fans are gonna say. Sixers. Oh, I
0: thought you were talking about Andre Udon. Oh no, <laughs> yeah,
1: no. he's a warrior. Oh yeah, no, I know yeah, he's a warrior. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. Lakers. I'm I'm saying Mac McClellan is barely a 76 Sixer. Like he just. Signed oh him. no, he, yeah, he, he they just, just they just signed him. Um, he hasn't even played a game for their G League team yet. So <laughs> I know, yeah, uh, no. but he'll be wearing. I'll be wearing a Sixers jersey, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, will. they
0: they showed him. That would be interesting. Uh
1: but I, I like
0: was also with the Yeah, never mind. Sorry.
1: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I wanted to root for Mac McClung because it came out that he was gonna be in a dunk contest before he signed with Philly and then he signed for Philly. I was like, Well, can't root for him now. <laughs> so I'm gonna go I'm gonna be riding with Trey Murphy. I think he's gonna be uh I've seen some videos of him dunking, and it's pretty crazy. It'll just come down to who makes their dunks. You make your first dunk. (laughs) You make it on your first attempt. It's a better show. Yeah, no. I agree. Uh, The uh, the dunk contest judges are Jamal Crawford, Lisa uh, Leslie. I don't know who that is. Carl Malone, Harold Miner, and Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins, obviously a multi-time champion of this. Credited to be one of the best dunkers of all time yeah but
0: so gonna see how he scores everything get, yeah. you'll know right he's, away. he's been
1: on it for a while he's been on it a bunch of years no Dwayne Wade no Dwayne Wade and the uh, judge's column there
0: too busy uh coaching
1: yeah you know he's got he's his mindset is clear <laughs> you know right? he's, he's locked in <laughs> to get his team a win because that's what Dwayne Wade does he wins yeah. rings yeah you know Philly yeah. doesn't know anything about that Okay, what's with
0: the, what's with
1: the shots th- this episode? I don't even know what the point of that shot was. It just came <laughs> to me. I was like, I'm going to say it. That was that was an uncalled for shot, but I'm not sorry. Nah, um, I wouldn't expect you to be. <laughs> and that'll take us to the highlight of the weekend. This is honestly my favorite part just because it's, it's given some really cool moments. Last year, Steph Curry, uh, the year before that, it was an absolute battle where watching the best players give it 100%. That was really cool yeah. to watch that happen. They're picking before the game, so we don't know what the teams are going to be. And
0: they're picking uh this just came out. They're picking reserves first. Wow. Because um let me let me pull up the tweet here. Uh
1: that's interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh let me let me find the tweet here.
1: Ch-ch-ch-ch. That that changes the strategy of everything.
0: Uh the NBA is looking to avoid a last picked situation in the NBA All-Star Draft this year for TNT. NBA All-Star Cabins will now pick reserve players first, then we'll pick the
1: starters right after them. So they're trying to not hurt the feelings of the reserve player that gets picked. Yeah, the, the funniest tweet I saw um,
0: was <laughs> how <laughs> was uh it was something along the lines of uh, how often do you think Rudy Gobert <laughs> asked the league for this after getting cooked in the group chat? <laughs> that was funny. Um, But. It's a bit weird because, I mean, now one of the starters is going to be picked last anyway.
1: Well, no, but you won't even look at it like that. You'll just look at the reserve to pick last and be like, well, you're still the last picked player. Like, that literally doesn't change a thing. Yeah. That doesn't change a thing. You know exactly who's still picked last. I mean, I don't mind it because it changes kind of the – you can't really build your reserves based off of who you go for your starters. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know that'll be interesting to see what what happens there but, huh, I'm excited to watch that.
0: Yeah, so I'm interested to see what goes on. Is in. it
1: gonna be like they're gonna have they're gonna be on the court have microphones? They're gonna be lined up. I don't know because it's like 30 minutes before the game when
0: they get picked. So I really don't know how they're gonna do it. But I like like we've been saying I like the idea of this being like them having to pick it right before the game. That makes it feel yes. more pickup style. Yeah,
1: yeah, it'll be. And plus, like, they don't practice then, too. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably all practice together. Yeah. But they used to practice as teams. hmm But, I don't know. We were kind of talking in the morning show about some players that we think could win the MVP of the game. And I think it was a very... We all agreed that the person that gets it is the person that wants it the most. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, like, goes try hard. Yeah. You have players like Giannis who takes it very seriously every yeah and then you have players like jimmy butler in the past that he'll be like one of the first reserves taken but he only he refuses to play more than like five minutes of the game i think the one i think last year when he he made he played like like 10 minutes didn't shoot the ball once (laughs) he had like he literally just like would jog up and down the court like he did not want to be there whatsoever which i thought was really funny but that's that, maybe that's a reason why he didn't yeah. get fully taken. To consideration. Well,
0: also, like what I was saying too. Uh, to just switch topics a little bit here, uh, I don't know if it ever, if it will ever happen, but I really need the NBA to implement a one v one. I don't, of I don't think it I, will. It will probably never happen. I really don't think
1: the players want it. I really don't.
0: That would just be so cool to watch
1: it from a fan perspective. But I like just
0: thinking, uh, it would just be so fun.
1: But not if the players aren't going to try. Fair, like, but like you, but, you you can, but also you,
0: I would love a one v one. I would even love three v three or two v two. That would be so fun. It would be that's basically what the all star game is. I know, but it's in that way. It's I don't know. I think uh, it, you would you, it would you be different. It would be different. It would be fun because everyone, pretty much everyone who's watching it, has played one v one, three v three, two v twos, and they haven't really seen their favorite players do that But so you wouldn't sort of get connect
1: with them. you wouldn't get the top players to do that they, they, they if they don't even try mm. in the big game they're not going to try and get embarrassed in a 1v1 one one. no you wouldn't see the big name players do that maybe no you mm. would you absolutely would i don't know otherwise you'd be seeing more people do the dunk contest yeah it, it's just mm, i don't I don't know about every player maybe but. back maybe back then when like they took the all-star it was very serious which is kind of a joke honestly yeah but like all your big names winning the dunk contest was like a big thing like you wanted to, winning the three point contest really was like you're the best three point shooter maybe back then to be like okay you're one of the best players but i don't think today they would actually
0: it's not held to the same standard as it is today no
1: and i don't think you'd get your big names wanting to do that because playing one on one takes like a, if, if you don't put in full effort it's not fun to watch so mm-hmm. You could have your you could have your big name players, but I think there'd be some that would just get blown by, and then kind of turn it into a dunk contest. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they would just like let them go by. and They'd probably throw it off the backboard or something like that. Yeah. But I mean, I don't. I it's. In, I think they could try it a year or two. I don't really know how great it'll be or what kind of names we'll get out of it, but that that'll be interesting. I'm curious to see where Jokic gets picked. Um, And that'll kind of also segue us into our next topic that oh, we're going to Oh, he's talk not a about. reserve, so... I know. And I'm saying, where of all the starters does he get picked? Because there's a lot of... From the fan perspective, there's a lot of criticism about how good he actually is, what does he actually do, stat padding, things like that. So I'm curious to see, from the respect of LeBron and Giannis, where exactly does he go, because... A media members voted for their early poll for MVP. It's the, sec- it's the second poll. Yeah, that's their second one, and he is the clear front runner, almost doubling Giannis, who is in second in points. He got seventy seven of the what a hundred a hundred first place votes, which is an absurd amount. Yeah, a hundred first place votes. He got seventy seven of them. The other ones, Giannis received 11, Joel Embiid 6, Jason Tatum 5, Luca 1. And that's the order of the top five as well. People are not happy by this. People are not happy that it's looking like we're about to see a third straight Jokic MVP. I'm seeing a bunch of like, he's the most, he's the worst, he'd be the worst three-peat MVP of all time. Like he doesn't really deserve them, which I think is blasphemy.
0: Well, I mean, the biggest argument they have is this is what they said. Like, here's what was said uh, when people were criticizing after Giannis went back-to-back and he was having another MVP caliber year. Uh, this was Tim McMahon on Giannis's MVP case uh, back when, uh 2020, I believe. Uh, <clears throat> it's an award for one regular season, but it is hard to justify giving three straight – to a guy who has yet to take his team to the finals, much less won a championship. This was before Giannis, of course, then did do that. but This was the the main argument there.
1: Pretty much the same thing with Jokic. So my question would be, does that only mean that Steph Curry or LeBron James could win MVP? Back-to-back years? Because those are the only players that have really consistently taken their team and won a championship.
0: Uh, Yeah, I guess, but... (laughs) It's just weird that they're like I mean, I'm not a, the biggest Giannis fan by any stretch. Like, I respect him as a player and whatnot, but uh hard to argue like what, what does Yog <laughs> what would Yogic what what does Yogic do better? Like okay, let me first like this. You're starting a team. Who you taking? Well first. that's
1: that's completely different than MVP.
0: That's is it it's the most valuable player? You have the number one overall pick.
1: Well, there's. And if, and, is and, it and, for and, 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 for it, one season? You are building it. The NBA the NBA gets completely reset. It's not the best player who gets the award. It's the player that was had the best season.
0: Is okay. Is Jokic definitively having a better season than Giannis yes. or Joel yes. or Tatum yes. or yes. Twenty five,
1: twenty five, twelve, and ten as a center, shooting sixty three percent from the field, forty percent from three, literally averaging a triple double. Which people are saying, "Oh yeah, where's Russell Westbrook?" Was criticized for stat padding. Where's this hate for Jokic? Jokic's uses usage rating is about thirty percent less than what Russell Westbrook's was. Um, he's also a center, so plays aren't really supposed to go through centers. He's shooting sixty three percent from the field while averaging 25 points per game, 40% from the three-point line. As a center, uh, averaging 1.3 steals and almost a block per game as well. Uh you look at all the advanced stats, he leads in almost every category. I don't know how you don't hand it to him. A 25-point triple-double as a center while shooting 63 and 40. It's the same reason why it's Defense. The well, <laughs> most
0: valuable player, you have to do it on both ends of the floor, which you Giannis
1: does. You don't have to do that in the regular season. You don't have to play defense <laughs> in the regular season. So then
0: you're saying, okay, so the MVP is a regular season award, obviously. Yeah. But how can that matter? How can you be the MVP and be completely exposed in the playoffs if you're the most valuable player? You're
1: supposed because to be the most valuable the play- season. He has the best season. <laughs>
0: it doesn't matter. Then you're still not the most valuable player if you're constantly getting exposed give, in the playoffs. Let's give
1: every award to Le- let's give MVP to LeBron. You for could the have made the argument LeBron years. deserves more MVPs than he has. What do you got? I, three. I agree that he same with
0: Kevin more. Durant only having one.
1: Then let's give Steph Curry the MVP this year because when he comes back, you know the Warriors are going to go on a tear. So no, that, that means you can't it, give the step. No, that's but he's not the already- most valuable player in the league. You just said it. It's about the most valuable. He's going to come back. They're going to go on a playoff run. Who are we going to take? It's who are you also, going to take as your first pick? Also, Steph Curry's up there. It's also, about availability and Steph's not playing. He's hurt, unfortunately. Then it's not. It's about who had the, because that impacts the season that he had.
0: You, but but you can make the argument that Giannis is having just as great as his season. Giannis as- is
1: having a fantastic, fantastic season. I'm not taking anything away from Giannis. The fact that people are hating on a 25 point, averaging a 25 point triple double. How many people have averaged triple-double in the NBA? In the history of the NBA? Three. There you go. And he's a center. He's a center.
0: I don't know, but it's just... I don't know. Because it's so weird how they determine how what goes into MVP. It's how many games you played, uh, what's your record, so on and so forth and whatnot. I mean, we talked about it the past few years. Like, um, when... Like Even James Harden spoke about it when he thought he should have gotten it. He won more games or whatnot. He thought that's how it was determined he lost it to Giannis. If we're doing by that again, the Bucks have a better record than – or close to the record that um, the uh, Denver Nuggets have. I don't know. It's just weird because I feel like from year to year, I'd never really know what – the criteria is going to be for each said year because I feel like it's different the narrative is different especially with Jokic the past couple years what goes into being an MVP
1: what is like you you look at what Jokic is doing what about that is not MVP level I think Giannis
0: is just doing something even better and I know he's not I know the fact that look at the numbers he's not I know for a fact that you could win with Giannis. I don't know if you could win with Nikola Jokic. Clearly you can. They're Clearly not, because they don't have a first ring. in the West. doesn't have a ring. Congre- it's, uh, again, it's a regular But you said season Giannis won. shouldn't
1: have gone back-to-back because back you weren't sure if he could win a ring or not. That's
0: what they said. That's what they said. when he. If we had this conversation a couple of years ago, it would be, oh, you can't give it I'd to Giannis. I never once heard guess. that argument ever. It's right here. I read it earlier. Yeah, that's a... But like that wasn't widespread. That was a big reason why. That's a big reason why he couldn't win it at that point. There was supposed voter fatigue.
1: Well, yeah, voter fatigue is a different thing. So how like come there's no different voter- than, mm. that's different than not winning rings. That has nothing to do with winning rings. That's he didn't
0: win. He didn't win a ring
1: at there's that no, point. There's and no. There's no voter. And fat- there was voter fatigue. There's Giannis no there. voter fatigue for Jokic because he's averaging a 25 point triple double. Would be the third player in NBA history to do that and he's, as
0: a center. And he still won't be able to make it out of the West, which is crazy. I get no that the MVP. Like, it's dumb that the MVP award. So you rather strictly.
1: Have, so you'd rather have you'd rather have Joel Embiid I, over him. Would you say that? No. It's between
0: Giannis and Jokic at this
1: point. It's not, but what Jokic is doing—if you don't hand him the MVP—it's literally robbery. You'd be giving it to him because you're tired that he's won the last two, and he hasn't. That's
0: what they've been. That's why Giannis didn't get it a third time. That's why LeBron hasn't gotten it. That's why no. Steph hasn't gotten it. And it's what? No. Yes, it is. They no, cl- it's not. Yes, it is. Think of all the years LeBron should have won MVP. It's clearly because, oh, he's clearly the best player in the league. We have to give it to someone else. Why didn't Giannis win it again? Because people were sick and tired Let's of Giannis being it.
1: Let's pull up the numbers. Giannis finished fourth to get it the third time. He averaged 28-11-6, <laughs> only shooting 56%, 30% from three. Jokic won it, averaging 27-11-9. Um, just as many steals as Giannis, shooting 57% and 39% from three. Also shooting about 20% better from the free throw line. Uh, win shares, which is an advanced stat saying Jokic oh. doesn't impact winning. Uh, <laughs> he had five You're
0: going into five the advanced more. stats too? Are you kidding me?
1: It's literally incorporated into all the MVP stuff. Okay. That's literally what they look at. Look at win shares. like That's a thing. That's like looking at war in Baseball. Yeah. That's, that, and that's used in MVP voting. Like, that's a legitimate stat in baseball is how much you impact winning. So, why can't you use that in the NBA? Like, why, if you can use it in baseball, why can't you use it in the NBA? Because do wins determine, uh, should those be determining factors? It should be, it shouldn't be the determining factor. Like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't not vote for someone because like their team isn't as high I agree but like when you're breaking everything down kind of looking at all the numbers that should be that should play a factor and he had five five more estimated uh, win shares like yeah he deserved it that year absolutely if Joel Embiid would have maybe thrown in two more assists or so per game and shot a little bit better from the field Probably. What, what year was this? Twenty twenty one. Twenty 2020, twenty 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 one. He was he
0: got hurt that year, and they said he didn't deserve it because he played less games.
1: Fifty one games is a hard number to win MVP. Yeah, I know, I know. Fifty one games saying. is a hard I'm, number I'm to just win saying. MVP.
0: That was a big that was a big thing uh, during that during that uh, cycle.
1: And that is another thing that goes into the factor of Jokic is he played seventy two games that year, played seventy four the next year in his MVP. He doesn't what did I do? he doesn't really. Rest. He doesn't really get hurt. He doesn't really rest. Like, that's another key thing. Last year, he averaged 27, 14, and 8 with 1.5 steals, 58%. Three point number was down at 33%. Again, 15 uh, estimated win shares, which led the league. Last year was a closer race. I'll give you that. I still think that he won it. I think, and it, it showed by the points being a little bit closer. It was a closer race. I think he deserved it. And then this year, I don't even think it's close. A 25-point triple-double is insane. It's absolutely insane. Like, he'd be the third or fourth player in NBA history to average triple-double, and he's doing it as a center. And he's shooting 40% from three while doing that. How do you not hand it to him? Other than we're tired of him winning the MVP. Again, it's is just he like not I
0: know how it's going to end in the playoffs? Because he's a liability on the other end of the game, on the completely other side. You need
1: to be good at in the game. In his the last five years that he's been there, they've gone only once did they not get out of the first round, and they lost to the NBA champions in five. Uh, his <laughs> <laughs> first MVP season, they went to the conference finals and lost to the NBA champions, and then in the second year they've lost to the Suns in the second round, which went to the NBA Finals.
0: Still can't. they still struggle in the playoffs with him. Like, yes, that's fine who they face. It's important. But they still weren't able to beat these teams in a series. Okay. And I just think that that same argument that they had against Giannis should be used for Jokic because it
1: was the Bucks have pretty been the much one the same. finals,
0: and they won it. They but they won something with he. They you sh, they showed you could win so, with Jan, you could win a championship with Jokic. So you shouldn't to be this point. You shouldn't be eligible for point, an MVP and to so you this win a point. Finals. We don't know if the Denver Nuggets could win uh, with Nikola Jokic. I'm just saying. So you're saying I'm just no. I'm just saying that was the criteria for a very similar situation. Uh, now with Jokic, that they had with Giannis back then. I'm just saying, that's the main argument. And I think that should be... But Jokic at least, didn't get it because his
1: stats were terrible. Not terrible, but they weren't close. That's why he got fourth the following year. Not because, oh, we're, we're, you know, we're tired of him winning. Can he win one? It was, your numbers just weren't as good. Like, he didn't compare to Joel and beat Steph Curry, or Jokic. That's why he fell down to four. It had nothing to do with him not being able to win a ring. His numbers just weren't good they weren't good like basically like you're saying you have to win a ring and then you can be thrown in the mvp conversation because until you that you can prove that you can actually win in the playoffs you shouldn't be an mvp conversation which is absolute it's a joke like that's terrible i'm just saying that's what they used for Giannis, and
0: that was a simulation to this you want to talk that's what should be used for this, because that because that's how they judged at one that wasn't time. Wasn't used how beca- for Giannis.
1: Yes, it w- it clearly was. It clearly was because one person tweeted out. Brian Windhurst tweeted it out. There's a clear reason why he didn't win. It was voter fatigue. That's the reason he didn't win it.
0: Big part. We yeah. just
1: looked at the numbers, my guy.
0: I'm saying that's how it was.
1: That's how that narrative was. That's what people want to think. But then when you go back no, and look at the numbers, no. look at the numbers. Look at the numbers.
0: I am. I'm just They're not saying. Good. They're not nearly. The entire argument was that. The, that was the entire argument against Giannis. That's what people wanted to think. Not, it clearly was. They said it was. They just said it was. Who said that? Right here. A bit, what, That's what, Brian what, Winhurst. What does Tim McMahon do? What does Tim McMahon do? He gets a media vote. What else does Tim McMahon do? Talks with other media members about it. The media, But look at. Dude clearly it's a media it's a media
1: if he had if he had the best numbers that season i'd say absolutely it was voter fatigue like that's why he didn't get it and you know what that would be a that would be a valuable thing that you could bring up but when his numbers are clearly the fourth worst out of the final like the top four you can't use that as voter fatigue when he didn't deserve it if he would have deserved it you could make the argument he deserved it he he had
0: better, he could make the arguments he had better numbers than Jokic that year. He got fourth. Are you kidding me, dude? No way. No way. He averaged two more points. 20, what? 20, 20, 2021? 20, Was that it? Two or? more points. Was it 2020? 20,
1: 2021. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, two more points. Only 0.2 rebounds more. Uh, three assists less. The steals are the same. A half a block more. Shot the same from the field. Shot. 8% less from three. Giannis was terrible from three that year. 20% less from the free throw line and had five less win shares If you're going on that. Th- that does not compare to Jokic. He has, he literally only leads at two more points and 0.2 more rebounds. That's what he's got him in. Two more points and 0.2 more rebounds. Everything else goes to Jokic and you think he deserved it over Jokic
0: who went farther in the playoffs, who was more it's valuable in the playoffs. about that, dude. It's the most valuable player. I'm saying it should – you have to get it You, you want okay, to you give talk about
1: playoffs. value? Then let's actually talk about value. If you were to take Jokic off Denver, they wouldn't be a playoff team. you take Giannis off Milwaukee, they're probably a 7 or 8 seed. Mm. Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez, that's a playoff team. Mm. Not a very good one. But it's a playoff team. Does he make them an NBA championship make- contender? Contender? Yes. You take Jokic off Denver, not a playoff team. They could be. They could be a playing team. Not in the West. Not in the West. Mm, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. Jamal Murray barely plays. Both of those guys are always hurt. You're lucky if you have maybe. both of them on the floor at the <laughs> same time.
0: True, they are very injury prone. Maybe, maybe. Play-in. So okay. I'd say playing
1: team. So. You want to, uh, over near <laughs>
0: that, uh, seven seeds a playing team too,
1: but I don't count a seven c as being like a okay, play- but like by but a by a the rules
0: they team. are now, that's technically I'm a saying team, okay,
1: but I'm assuming when you meant playoff team that you meant like they'd finish like mm-hmm. nine or ten, like they'd be out, but they'd get a shot in the playoffs,
0: yes, yes,
1: I meant like seven C's okay. like they'd start I, I, I understand they finish seventh I understand they'd finish seventh, they'd I understand finish seventh in the east, I understand what you're saying, where like okay. that to me. Shows that you're more valuable. Like, okay, yeah, Giannis has better success in the playoffs. You take Jokic off of Denver, they're not making the playoffs. And right now they're the first seed in the West. You take them off, they're not making the playoffs. Like, that's – I don't know. I I don't agree to disagree on that one. You don't think they're making the playoffs? What? You don't think they're making the playoffs? What? If you take Jokic off of Denver, you think they're making the playoffs. In this year's Western Conference.
0: Like, okay, are we restarting the season with Jokic off the team?
1: Yeah. Because mm. right now they're first. So this season, if he wasn't there, you think they would be in the playoffs?
0: I'd be uh, playing team, maybe. Like I said, I think playing team would be their ceiling and floor.
1: Let me pull up the Well, story. no,
0: technically the floor would be like a lottery team.
1: Let me look at the standings. All right. Um, obviously they'd fall below the Grizzlies, they'd fall below the Kings, Clippers, Suns, Mavs, Pelicans, I still think would be better than them. Um, Timberwolves, I like when they're healthy over the Nuggets without Jokic. Yeah, but
0: they've been so inconsistent this year.
1: And you know you know Steph Curry, when he gets healthy, the Warriors are gonna jump back up there. So that's they're, a big they're thing though. Bounce if, off of them. If you gotta think the Lakers if the Lakers make a push. If the yeah. Lakers make a push and get into the top That's ten, another
0: if. But it's like, here's my. They, they're really gonna have to. The Lakers are really gonna have to figure out how everyone gels and like really quick. They really don't have any time. Uh, but I, I mean, will say they yeah, benefit two games back from this. They they benefit a lot the most from Steph being hurt because yeah. they could catch and surpass the Warriors. They're they're only two. But, games I, back I, in but the ball. again, a lot of moving I'll give parts. You a lot of new parts.
1: I'll give you this. They're a. They're a play-in team if the Lakers don't make it. If the Lakers don't work out, they're a playoff team without Jokic. Okay, fair. If the Lakers were to go on this run and become the team that they could be and take that, I think they'd get the last spot over the Nuggets. Okay, that's fair. Which, let's go over to the East. The Bucs without without Giannis, I think they're better than the Hawks. This season, the Hawks have been a really disappointing team. I think they're better than the Hawks. I did. So you
0: would take Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton over
1: Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis. I think they have a they have a bench.
0: Yeah, that's a toss up. Drew Holiday's locking a, up Trey Young too. That's that's. Mm-hmm. I just think that's a toss up. It's but weird. It's weird that it's, the Hawks haven't really gelled. I thought here's the thing. That's thought what, Graham and you would think Graham and uh, Trey that that would be a better pairing because Graham could give you the defense that Trey doesn't. Yeah, have. That, that's very weird.
1: You'd, you the toss up comes at the eight seed compared to the toss up coming at the ten seed.
0: Okay, uh, that that's fair.
1: That like that's my th- like if you can talk about playoffs all you want. Yes, does Jokic not fare well? Absolutely. But if we're going to talk about the value during the regular season. That's how I look at value. If they weren't on the team, which team would be worse off? And I think it would absolutely be the Knights. Like he is absolutely which they both. Technically, the Bucks have a half game. They both have the same amount of wins, but the Nuggets have one or the Bucks have one less loss. So, I mean, that's actually kind of very easy to compare. Like, okay, they have the same record with them. What would they look like without them? And I think you'd see the the Nuggets fall off a lot more. But I don't know. I I think you have to a twenty five point triple double. You'd be doing something that only four players, three players in the history of the NBA has ever done. How do you not give him the MVP when that's the case? I I guess I
0: see your point. I don't necessarily agree with it, that he's a lock. I'm not saying
1: I want to see him win the MVP, but I'm saying with what he puts up, I don't know how you don't give it to him. Like, this is better than his past two seasons. So how do you not give it to him then? If If he's done better than his previous two MVP seasons and nobody else has really, like, stepped up to be, like put up something up, like crazy like Giannis is just doing what Giannis has always done Giannis will always be in the MVP conversation with what he does that's like I, I just don't know how 25 point triple double shooting 40 percent from three and over 60 percent from the field what where does that put him in the NBA field goal percentage let me look it up that's got to be top 10 you got to think At least it usually isn't 2K. (laughs) Um, Hopefully this has a minimum of games played. I don't know if it's going to. Or a minimum of shots taken. That puts him, yeah, with, I think it's a minimum of six shots per game. That puts him at sixth. (laughs) Sixth. Sixth. Um, Nick Claxton. I know it was weird. That sounded know, weird in my mind. I know, that no, sounded no. weird. I sometimes, in my sometimes mind. screw that one up. Um, Nick Claxton is leading at seventy two, but he only takes seven point seven shots per game. Rudy Gobert is next at six and a half. Plumlee seven shots. Brandon Clark six and a half. Jaron Allen nine and a half. Jokic fifteen shots per game, <laughs> and he's shooting sixty three percent. That's wild. That's wild. that's wild. Yeah. It's funny reading, like, the tweets
0: to the – like, NBA Twitter is so weird. Like, because you have, like – I feel like more than ever you have, like, fans of certain players rather than teams. It's weird. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's weird. I don't, I like, ever really remember seeing – like, compared to other of the major sports – like I see so many just like random Twitter handles and names about like specific players rather than teams that they play for. It's weird. Yeah, it's becoming
1: an issue. Actually, uh, look
0: at that. Like, uh, look at one.
1: Uh,
0: like President Beads won...
1: Uh, joker season 15 yeah it's adam silver actually addressed that it's it's, it's weird to me he addressed that i, I couldn't and, really
0: uh, I, like i couldn't imagine picking a players to be a fan of a player over a fr- like compared to a team like i couldn't I, I don't think i'd be able to be like a solely a fan of like James Harden uh, uh, of like Jalen Hurts over the Eagles team you know what I mean and I love Embiid but I don't think I would be able to pick up and follow Embiid if he were ever to leave the Sixers and not be a Sixers fan anymore just weird to me
1: yeah it's it has to do me and my one friend were talking about this kind of arguing a little bit about it Um, it has to do with NBA teams not like it's harder not that it's harder but your top teams control everything where in the in the nfl you see it where it's like you know you, you you've seen a lot more storybook runs where it's like you just got to get in and you have a chance uh there's a lot more teams like the trailblazers and things like that where it's you can be a fan of the team but you get real tired real quick of your team making the playoffs and not doing anything with it yeah um and i think that's become an issue where people when you follow a good player instead you see more success and more chance for them to get out of the
0: but i feel like i don't know to me i feel like going through those crappy seasons and those bad seasons me make it so much better when you win or have a successful season to me that that's always been like yeah i agree especially like i was so excited for uh, 2017, 2018 year when the Sixers finally made the playoffs after having the process like that was so like I yeah. I was able to like even the year before like uh opening day uh Joel Embiid's debut it's the first time Sixers are on like national TVs in years and I got to watch that's it made it so much more worth it I don't know it's just weird to me but I guess that's just cause, like <laughs> you know like being a Philly fan like I was like that's like a generational type thing as right. silly as it is like yeah. my parents were eagles fans and then my mom was an eagles fan and my grandmother's still an eagles fan and so on and so forth so it's just just a bit weird to me
1: yeah. real quick to end the show um we'll talk tiger woods a little bit He was making check last week did you watch any of uh or see any close to him? i told you i, I only really care about golf when it's the masters oh man he is just so so exciting to watch um did you see the clip at least? So it was actually a really, really cool group that he was a part of. It was him, Roy uh, McIlroy. Is and that what's on now Justin on Yes. I um, saw, he's I saw when, I
0: was, when I was looking at ESPN, that was all on it. Yeah, he,
1: he finished 2-under yesterday. He's currently even through 11, which hasn't tied for 26th. Uh, so off to a great start. Looking like he's most – unless a total collapse happens here on the back nine. Looking like he's going to make the cut in his first tournament back. But did you at least – He's, he's been on the record of saying that Justin. he's grown very close with Justin Thomas over the past couple of years, saying that he's like the little brother that he never had. Um, and Tiger's also been one to always rub in people's face when he outdrives you. Um, he's kind of always been like a trash talker when it comes yeah. to that, and especially now that he's older and injured. <laughs> yeah. Whenever he does outdrive you, he kind of makes it known, yeah. um, especially with JT. We've seen a lot. But did you see the clip of he outdrove him on one hole and he came walking up behind him with a tampon? oh my and God. he like went to like put it in justin thomas's hand and once once justin thomas realized what it was happening he like threw it away oh like are you could kidding me but the, like the way that he does it is he does that and then won't even look at you just like walks yeah. away yeah so like, like, he doesn't <laughs> even need to see your reaction he just knows like <laughs> i no, thought that I, was I did absolutely not see great that. like he's just he's been he was super fun to watch yesterday and the the, the crowd that he draws and thing it it makes golf very exciting um, especially now that he's lightened up a little bit, I think he kind of accepts. Obviously, he wants to win, but when he's in a group like that, he was having a lot of fun. Uh, I'm gonna hit back to my my dorm after this and definitely watch catch the back, you know, couple holes. But yeah, um, wow, well that that time flew by. This it is did. one of our longer episodes, man. This is one was of it our actually, episodes. it didn't feel like it. Yeah, you know, we're getting up there in time, but it actually did not feel long at all. I know it was definitely one of our most heated ones too. Yeah, so um. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a really exciting episode Damn. to cap off the week there on our funky Friday. Yeah.
0: Definitely going back and sleeping. Absolutely. I'm, I'm exhausted.
1: Um but from here in the United Podcast, this has been the TNT Podcast. Thanks for listening.